in shock. The nerve, the audacity. Yo, 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 what's good, folks? Welcome back to another episode of The Audacity Podcast. You know who I am. We got Marvin here, Josh here, as always. Our special guest today, our boy Jensen. Say what's good to the people, Jensen. Look, guys, happy to be here. Can't wait to get into it. Of course, man. Thank you, thank you for having us, man. Um, for those who don't know, um, me and Jensen go a little bit back. Uh, you know, we started. Um, I, I, we knew of each other before this uh, through like football and stuff, but we started working together in Boston doing security and stuff. And um, we started hanging out more. And it got it got close like that. You know, Jensen's one of the the realest people you guys will ever meet, man. Uh, Jensen, want to let you appreciate you, dog, and uh, happy on. Thank you guys for having me, man. Yeah, uh, got to watch a little bit of the pod, so interested to see what you guys have to say. Of course. All right. So if you guys weren't watching, um, first of all, let me let me give a shout out to um to Demar Hamlin. You know that that was uh that was a scary scary moment last night on the on the football field there with um with Cincinnati and Buffalo and giving him wishing him the best prayers and all the positive vibes. Hopefully we get some better news, some more positive news um, within the next day or so. But um, wishing him the best for sure. Um, but in the association in the NBA last night, <clears throat> crazy, crazy stuff happened last night. Uh, Donovan Mitchell dropping 71 points, Kyrie Irving, little put back donkey. Um, LeBron James reverse windmill off the alley oop. That shit was crazy. But fucking, um, with the NBA right now, there's so many good plays in the league right now, and um, obviously, um, there's separation between like the stars and then the superstars and then the all-stars and stuff like that. And uh, we just want to get into that a little bit about who's balling right now. So um, I believe the top five in the MVP ladder, and you guys can obviously bring up whatever players you guys um, want to bring up too, but the top five, and this is in no particular order, but in the um, MVP race right now, I think it's um, Jokic, Tatum, um, Giannis, KD, and who am I missing? Luka Doncic. Luka. Damn, I can't believe I missed him. Luka. Luka Doncic. Yeah, bro, Luka, that boy, cold too. Um, Josh, I definitely want to hear hear your thoughts about this. So um, I just gave out them. Like I said, you can bring up any other players you guys uh, could think of. But Josh, who do you think is the best player in the league right now? I don't know, bro. I, just, <laughs> I don't know if I'm qualified to make that decision because there's just so many good ones. Um, It'd probably be easier for me to say who is not. Like, I I would say it's definitely, there's a list of players who are really good, but they're just not in that conversation. So, like, Embiid is there for me. Mm. Zion, Zion is creeping up there for me. He's starting to look like what we thought he would look like in terms of just taking over games. I look at his box score every night, and it's just... You could almost guarantee 35. It's getting kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> people are going to disagree with me, but I'm just not the Luka fan. I'm not the... He, he's like a... He's like James Harden to me. And I never thought James Harden was the best player in the league. Although, I've said on this podcast a bunch of times, I did think he was better than KD. I always said that. I didn't think he got the credit he deserved. To me, it was always Steph, LeBron, and Dan Harden, KD are like interchangeable to me. So that's kind of how I view Luca right now. He's like, 
to me, he's not the Steph LeBron caliber of good yet. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I guess for me, it's Giannis, Steph, and maybe Jokic. Like, Jokic is really good, but I don't know if I quite put him there yet. So, Giannis and Steph for me are, are one and two, however you want to swing it. So, and shit. I said all that. I didn't even mention KD, really. But... Oh, yeah, I was just going to ask you, too. Because you said, you said, you said, um, you don't think Luca's out there with like the LeBrons and them. How about KD? KD's never been the best player to me. I think Steph is better than him. Um, for a million reasons that we've discussed on here a million times. A million? Um, and I think Giannis is just so ridiculously physically imposing. Are you putting you know, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. I'm thinking you said Zion. My fault. No. <laughs> so Steph and Giannis for me, I think it's been like that for the last two years, and nothing's really changed. So, no worries. Jensen, how about you? Um, I respectfully disagree, and I I think I'm just going to go with the person who you kind of just spoke on, and that's Kevin Durant. Um, I think Kevin Durant's the best player in the league right now. In his last 10 games, he's averaging 30 points per game, seven rebounds, and five assists, and they're number two right now in the Eastern Conference. Just given everything that's gone on, you know, with the whole Kyrie situation, with the Steve Nash situation, the new coach, and them being – in second place in the Eastern Conference. And just the way that KD plays, his style of play, we all know. You know, he can score in the low post. He can give it to you in the mid-range, one dribble pull-up. He can hit that deep three. And just watching him play night after night, like you said, he fills the box for it. But he makes you want to see what he's going to do next. And, you know, you mentioned Steph Curry. He's great, don't get me wrong. Jokic is is having an unreal run, and so is Luka. I mean, you can't discredit Luka, but at the end of the day, we know who's always going to be there, and that's Jason Tatum. But the thing about Jason Tatum is the Celtics are so inconsistent. And Tatum sometimes, so he can, you know, he can really let Jalen just go and do his thing. And I think that's the only knock on Jason is that he has Jalen. And, you know, same thing can be said for uh, Kevin Durant with Kyrie Irving being there. But Kyrie can't affect the game the way Kevin Durant can. Uh, the last time, you know, I really heard Kyrie do something exciting other than that putback is him just shooting the basketball. You know, he's not really doing anything to take over the game the way that Kevin Durant is. And you know when the Nets don't have Kevin Durant, I don't have that stat in front of me. But they're not the same caliber team. So I I would go with Kevin Durant as being the best player in the league and the MVP front runner. Mm. I like that. I don't I, I, I don't I don't see I don't, I don't I don't think the boys agree, but that's fine. <laughs> now you're good, bro. Uh messy, bro. Let's see it. Let's hear it. Um, so pretty much you probably got an idea of who I'm thinking of or who I'm yeah. going for. But I think the best player in the league right now is Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. And wh- the reason why I'm going with Giannis is because, one, he's proven. He has won a, a championship already, and he's very young. And the fact of the matter is Giannis is dominating this year, but we're not talking about it. And that's a sign of greatness. That's a huge sign of greatness. This man's averaging 32 points per game. Of 53% shooting, 11.8 rebounds, and 5.2 assists. You're, you're literally not hearing about this. The man's number five for MVP. And the Bucs are, are actually winning. The Bucs are, what, what are they, like third in the East right now? Yeah, yeah, they're right, they're right beyond Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, came through like a 10-game winning streak. 
No, I won't lie. Like, I, w- I don't blame anybody for saying Kevin Durant, and I don't pay- blame anybody for saying Luka Doncic. I think those are the only other players that I would consider right now. Now, Steph isn't a bad person to pick, but Steph's hurt right now. And obviously, when you're injured, it's kind of hard to, you know, make a case for you when you're hurt. But when it comes to Durant and Luka, Luka is on a tear right now. The one thing I'll bring back with when it comes to Luka is when, when it comes to Durant and Giannis, both of those players are elite when it comes to the defensive end, especially Giannis. And I think Giannis is the best two-way player in the NBA right now. My, my. The only other person competing with him, I would say possibly, when, when he's actually offensively effective, I would say Jimmy Butler. But when it comes to Giannis, he's far, far beyond Jimmy Butler when it comes to the offensive end. And but and I, you guys will definitely agree with me when, when it comes to this. Giannis is the most dominant player in the NBA. And that's not, no question, no question. Now, Giannis may not be the greatest shooter, but his shot is improving. And once his shot reaches that point, it won't even be a question that he'll keep that best player in the league type thing. But when it comes to Luka and him, in the future, I, I see them being 1A, 1B consistently, just going back and forth, back and forth. Now, I'm going to give a special shout out to Jokic, just because I feel like, I mean, right now he's standing on top of the MVP ladder. He's number one right now. So says the NBA.com. And there's a reason for that. And I feel like he doesn't get the love that he deserves because he's a big man. You know how it is. Um, when you are a big man, the same thing's happening to Embiid too. People don't necessarily give you the credit that you deserve. But I do think they should be in the conversation and they are top five. But Giannis, by far, I think he is the best player in the league and he's proving it. And people aren't talking about it because he's doing what people expect him to do. And yeah, that's my take on that. Heard you, heard you. Um, just to pick it, piggyback off of what you just said about a um, the the big man not getting love. I feel I feel you on that because I think I don't remember if it was last season, but season before, Embiid was balling. He was like clearly top two player playing the league. Um, and like towards the end of the season, you just weren't seeing or we weren't feeling that the love for him like that. I'm gonna run Yoka just putting up crazy numbers, but that's that's what I think it is. I think it's more like he's clearly just not as good as Jokic. Like Jokic just does so much mm-hmm. more. He's a little bit more well rounded a player. So it's sort of like you're always Embiid is always going to be in his shadow because if Jokic isn't in the league, he's by far the best center. It just happens to be that there's this one guy who's just so incredible and has this crazy skill set that is in my opinion just clearly better and, and yeah that's what it is unfortunately yeah i i agree with josh just because what what you're saying josh is so right and just the simple fact that the supporting cast look who Embiid has around him compared to last year uh Jokic basically his best player was who aaron gordon you know you jamal murray was hurt most of the year and um who else i I think Michael Porter Jr. probably was the only other consistent person on that team, given Tyrese Maxey, James Harden, and those other guys, you know, having um, Steph Curry, uh, Seth Curry when they did. So I, I do see what you're saying with Jokic, but do you think – how much in the, into account does winning, does winning take? So let's say that um, a team like Embiid and, and the Sixers, you know, they go and they get the first seed, or a team like the Celtics, they stay at the first seed. Do you guys not take that into account, that whole – uh, over the span of the season, being able to stay that consistent. And the same thing, you know, can go for Giannis with, as you're saying, he's he's that dominant. Wouldn't you say that can kind of hurt him towards the end of the season? We saw that. I know that, you know, MVP really doesn't go into the playoffs, but 
the Celtics were able to key in on that. He wasn't able to hit that jump shot. And, you know, when they're sending two at him, he really can't do anything. And that kind of does expose his game a little bit. Yeah, I, 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 I think regular season matters for certain players. Like, I'm not talking about LeBron when it comes to regular season. I don't care what happens. Like, I'm not judging him based off that. Um, Steph, same thing. Like, and, and this is and this is sort of my reasoning for having Steph like at either one or two for me. I know what I'm gonna get out of Steph Curry when the money's on the line. I've seen it time and time again by himself with KD, without KD, with with Clay, without without Clay being nuclear. Clay is getting back to form again. It's it's kind of funny they have the same record as the Suns now, which is a whole other story. But we don't want to talk about the Suns, bro. <laughs> Um, I like certain people I'm judging based on the regular season a little bit, but I'm just not really there. And, and that's why I have Steph over KD still. You mentioned something, Jensen, when you were talking, you were saying how um, certain players don't affect the game like other players. Steph yeah. is that category to me where he just affects the game in ways that as great as KD is, as ridiculously efficient as he is, I don't think that's quite as valuable as the way Steph affects the game and the way Steph elevates teammates and makes the game easy for other guys. Um, you know, and it's somewhat in a in a Jokic fashion, just a little bit more different. And Steph and LeBron are the only two guys that not not so much LeBron to this day, but they make the game a lot easier for other players. Um, and that Giannis is on the extreme other end of this other spectrum where the game is so easy for him. It just doesn't matter. Like, there's nothing you can really do with with a guy that physically imposing. Um, so, that it's 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 very. Once you've proven to me that you're like you're that guy, I'm not. I don't really care what you do in the regular season. Giannis is probably in that category for me too. No, yeah, I feel. I think going back to um to your question, Justin, I. Winning does matter. I, I think winning does matter. Um, but I also feel like the NBA also, and we definitely talked about this before on here. I also feel like the NBA also just switches um, the category or the whatever you want to call it. Yeah, the narrative. To, to win MVP. I think, I think it's different every year. Because um, I don't think last year, what, uh, it was Jokic, I don't think they were top three, a top three seed, were they? They're like a five, six seed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, so I think I think it, it switches like every year, and then also depends just how incredible, just how good that one particular player is doing. Obviously, Jokic was putting up crazy numbers, and like you said, with barely any help, you know. And I think that I think that's why they also gave gave him that because to Embiid, he didn't have he didn't have um as much as Embiid had, and he was still putting up those crazy numbers, still um forced his team to the fifth seed, sixth seed, whatever you want to call it. Um, but and then there's other then there's other years where is where the MVP goes to the number one um the best player on the number one team, and and things like that. Even like um the uh, defensive player of the year, like pe people have an argument about last year about if Marcus might actually should have won that or should, or should have been um. Bridges from the, from the sun. So I think the narratives to whichever award MVP defense player of the year, I think it, it changes every single season. Um, so I don't think we have a, a def definite narrative of what it's going to be. So I do think winning matters, but I don't think it's 
the most important thing when it comes to winning these awards sometimes. Yeah, there's one thing I want to add to. At the end of the day, um, MVP obviously matters and regular season matters, but most valuable player is not necessarily the best player in the league. And I think right now, Jokic for sure is the most valuable player because if you take him out of the Nuggets, they, they're nothing. Literally, they, they have no business being first in the West. I, I cannot believe they're on top of the West right now. But he, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's passing. He's rebounding. He's shooting over 60%. Like that, he's a baller. But I, w- I would never say myself personally that I'd see Jokic as being the number one player in the league. I just feel like if I was starting up a team, I'd rather have Giannis. I honestly, just because of age, I might pick Luca over him personally. Maybe, maybe it's tough. It's tough because I feel like Jokic does something Luca doesn't, and I feel like Jokic makes his teammates better. And I don't know if Luca necessarily does that, at least not on the scale that Jokic does. But I definitely appreciate his game. I like him a lot. But like I said, most valuable player does not mean best player in the league. And I don't think Giannis is going to end up winning the MVP. But I think he is the most dominant and best player in the league. And he's proven it. And I think he'll prove it again once come play when it comes to playoff time because he's going to dominate. Because when it comes to the big stage, Giannis always performs. And that's a big thing for him. And if he has Chris Middleton fully healthy, they're always a threat to win the championship. When we talk about best player in the league, is regular season more important or is the playoffs more important? Because for me, it's definitely playoffs. I don't give a fuck about Right, and that's and that's and that's why MVP is so like like because I think Jensen brought up earlier like I kind I do kind of wish we took into consideration like maybe like the first two rounds of the playoffs when uh when we talk when we talk about MVP I I kind like instead of just being a regular season regular season I think I I kind of wish it was a whole season award kind of sorta um, yeah but, I, 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 just because but, if if, the, if it's really based off the regular season let's say that and you know, we're not taking winning into account as much, you know, um, if it's based off categories, you know, how you said it's skewed year to year. If the Lakers mess around and, you know, finish in a 5-6 seed, Braun finishes averaging, you know, let's say 30 points, almost near that double-double, mm-hmm. where does that leave LeBron in the MVP race? Leaves him where he where he been for the last 20 years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we have to, we, we would have to take a look at that. And let me pose this question. What does Jason Tatum need to do other than, you know, securing that one seed? Is it is it coming back and winning a game like this? Or because something's they down 30 spanked, right now. Yeah, they're getting spanked right now, bro. You know, I, I was actually thinking about this before we logged on. I don't know if I got – you know how we used to have the conversation who's better, Jason or Jalen, right? And it's pretty clearly Jason right now, right? Yeah. My thing, my the reason I always like Jalen better, because I feel like he doesn't have as many nights where he just doesn't have it as Tatum does. I feel like a lot of times Jason is struggling, and Jalen's the one keeping us afloat. And I don't know why that is necessarily, but I think that's where a lot of people used to be like, oh, no, nah, I'd take Jalen. He's does a little bit more on the court. He's a better all around player. Blah, blah blah. I don't think that's true. But I do think Jalen's a little bit more consistent. I we sure. Sure. after we lost the Warriors, I feel like we've been getting a lot of nights where Jason is just not quite himself, and that's why he's not really in this conversation. To me, he's great, but 
I see him as like a he's a little bit better than like Devin Booker to me. He's like fringe top ten, like maybe just outside the top ten, but maybe like eight nine area. He's like that to me. Wow. But that would definitely definitely get into that conversation. Because <laughs> what the boo, hell? <laughs> Why is that? What did I say that was crazy there? <laughs> I got Jason. I got the top ten, bro. Like he's like top ten. Like shut up, nigga. Nah, but I it wouldn't be a stretch to be like, oh, Paul George is still better than like I like you know what I mean. Players like that, like I, yo, I, I love yo, I wouldn't say that. You know, I love no, I don't. But I'm saying if somebody said that. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's ridiculous. Think about the year Devin Booker's been having when he was carrying the Suns without, and they had the number one seed in the West when Chris Paul was out. Like, I, can, I can respect Devin Booker. The Paul George thing is a little wild. Yeah, Tatum I, gives Paul George the work every time they go against each other too. Like that's something I've noticed. And like, sure, but he, I wouldn't Paul say my Jason, favorite player. I wouldn't say Jason was better than him definitively till probably this season. So yeah, that's where I'll I'm give you that. I'll give you that. I, I I see I see what you're saying. Not not to take away from the conversation we were previously having, uh, and like make this about the Celtics. But I think the thing about the Celtics is just the way that I've seen them play the last what, few years. It always seems like it's an emphasis to get Jalen going early and let Jason kind of close out the games. That's why you'll see you'll see Jalen with like 15 at half, and Jason will have like that nine ten, and then Jason will just you know come out hot third quarter. And they've really been staggering their minutes a lot too, so it just depends because Jason Jason does really well with that second unit. Yeah, he plays with them a lot. I I, yeah. I don't know. It's just something I've noticed where he like I'm just like he doesn't have it tonight, and I feel like I've been saying that more than I should. You know what I mean? I think I think more so to like to the point about like Tatum getting the ball at the end. I think it's because he takes. I think he takes more difficult shots than than um. Than Brown does. It's more so. Yeah. Oh, I, I I can make this shot. Or I've I've done this before, so I'm just gonna take it. Whereas Brown is gonna be like, yo, let me just get the best shot for myself. And sometimes yeah. I, I I even said this last year too. Sometimes I kind of do wish uh, down the stretch we we went towards Brown more than Tatum. Um, maybe not more, but like it looked maybe not more times than Tatum, but just a little bit more than we than we do already. Yeah. Because I feel like Brown, no matter what, he's gonna he's gonna get a good shot. Or I feel like he can he can he can take it to the hole and and uh, get contact and maybe get maybe get some free throws. Whereas I feel like Tatum is for down the line, game on the line, five seconds left. I feel like no matter what he no matter what I feel like we all know what he's gonna do. It's either a fadeaway or a step back. And I feel like he 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 likes to take those type of shots, those type of difficult shots, and and be the hero. And sometimes I feel like Brown can just get a better shot. Um, but just real quick, because I thought of something about that um, before we move on. I thought about something about the um, the MVP race and, and like um, going to the playoffs. I remember, and we definitely talked about this before too, because I remember, I remember if it was 2007 or 2008 or 2006, one of those years where D Wade was hooping throughout that whole regular season. But then I think his team got bounced, got bounced in the first round, and then I think the MVP, I forget who the MVP went to, but he didn't get it because. Because, yeah, LeBron. His, because his team was out already or something like that and like we just didn't see him anymore uh, and it was so it was such a debate about who who should have got there people a lot of people thought it was D-Wade and I feel it because he, I think he was already gone off the playoffs that people were just like eh whatever give it to LeBron because LeBron's still here I, I think he didn't get it just because he wasn't as good as LeBron like he had a great season but one team was still playing and the other wasn't and 
for a reason because <laughs> LeBron's better than him. I think that's not by, cool. by definition of like the of what MVP is. Like I, I'm one of the believers that um, Wade should have won that season just because yeah, he was more valuable to his team. Like you take Wade off that team, that team is ass. You know what I mean? You obviously take LeBron off his team, he's ass too. But like LeBron had a better supporting cast than Wade had that year. Did he though? Like, Wade was ass. What is Mo Williams doing without LeBron James? <laughs> I, I don't even think he was, was on that team, was he? What was it, 2007? Let me do the research. How is Daniel Gibson going to gonna be a, a <laughs> effective without LeBron James? <laughs> this was back in the one-star NBA era before LeBron ruined everything. Like, all the teams were kind of but, but going into kind of just since we're talking about errors, we have to take into account with this award now the changes that have happened in offense to get more offense in the game. It's a less defensive game. Just look at the score right now. It's 112 to 85. Yeah, we're still true. in the third quarter. That would, you know, when, when like we like I sound old, but when we were growing up, I remember games finishing like 90, 97, 95. Yeah. So like the hand checks and everything, it's just, it's different, you know, the way teams can defend and really not have to worry about all these um violations and everything just because like I, I when i think of the mvp like the last time i remember a clear-cut mvp was probably other than 20 like 2011 d rose is probably 2016 steph curry like there was no, no nobody else that i could really say was dominant that year and maybe kevin durant yeah. in uh 2013 yeah i feel like every year we're like oh this guy won but this guy could have won and yeah. with the exception of the year steph one of the years steph won and I can't really think of another year, really, where it's like, no, it's it's this guy, and there isn't really a debate about it. Yeah, yeah. I just gotta say, I, I took the time to look up both of the rosters. I'm gonna stand ten toes and say that, yeah, the he without D Wade would have been. <laughs> Who was on? Yeah, I gotta know. I gotta know. But, uh, but I said that it's it's like Joel Anthony. Marcus Banks, Mike Beasley, Mark Blunt, Mario Chalmers. Mike Beasley and Chalmers alone. Nah, Mike Mike Beasley was a baller. Like, I remember, like, that was when Mike Beasley was. That was rookie Mike Beasley, wasn't it? That was like, yeah, yeah, rookie Mike Beasley. It was rookie Mike Beasley. But Mike Beasley was nice. Because they got you down as Haslam, (laughs) Sean Livingston. Who was Brock Point Guard? Daniel something? What was it? Oh, the Point Guard? Oh, you're talking yeah. about Booby, Booby Gibson for the Cavs? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Booby yeah. Gibson. Bro, Booby Gibson. Shout out Keisha nice. Cole. I don't care what anyone Keisha, says, bro. Give, give out Keisha Ron Cole. Chalmers straight out of Kansas. Uh, where do you go? To Kansas? Yeah. Kansas, yeah. Hit that Come shot. Ron <laughs> Chalmers is on YouTube play YouTube black players now. Like, Yo, I seen that. Yeah, it's I crazy. Seen that I seen that Still shit. a bucket, though. This man's a champion. <laughs> I know he's the a man's a champion. In those videos, bro. They face some, like, 5'9 dudes. Right. All right. Moving on to the next topic. Speaking of like um errors and just um how the league is just so more off um offense oriented now. Um Donovan Mitchell. First of all, this man is quick as hell. I was watching the highlights, yo, he's I didn't know I knew he was quick, but damn, he is I feel I feel, I feel like he got a little bit faster, a little bit quicker, but this man dropped seventy one points, eight rebounds. 11 assists, shooting on 22 for 34 shooting. Real quick, can we integrate this into the topic? What's more impressive, that game or Luka's 60-20 game? 
Ooh. Luca sixty twenty just because of how it ended. It, like yeah. if you, if you, if you take consideration the whole the whole entire game, Luca actually forced overtime and so did like, so did Dimitri. Dimitri did the exact same thing. He missed Ooh. the free throw and got a putback to send it to overtime. No, wasn't wasn't that to give him seventy one? No, I thought that was I thought that was in overtime to give him seventy one points. It, it, I know they needed no. That was regular. That was regular. That was oh maybe I'm maybe uh, I was bugging. It was the oh. literal exact same situation. Oh uh, well, okay then. So if uh, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say probably still Luca just because Luca is just ridiculous in, in general and like I don't know. It's not the first time we've seen him. And eleven. I don't care how many rebounds you get, bro. That I, what is that? What do you account for? Ninety percent of the team's points. That's Ridiculous. But let me just let me just point out here, Kobe Bryant scored 81 points in regulation in the in the in the era where there was no hand checking and stuff like that. So let me just let me just put that out there. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like that is crazy. But uh, Jetson, I want to get I want to get in there with you, Um, Mitchell. 71 points. What do you think about him in this game? Yeah, so I'm looking at Demich right now, and it's kind of impressive, you know, given that in his last five games, he's had under uh, 20 points in three out of his last five. And the only other scorers had 21 and 19 points. You know, the man was really hunted, uh, shooting 64% from field goal range and 46% from three, eight rebounds, 11 assists, only four turnovers. That's efficient. That's really efficient. And kudos to him, but... Like you said, it's the regular season, and we know in the playoffs that's not happening in a seven-game stretch. You know what I mean? They're going to be the Cavs will be a first-round exit. Darius Garland is not going to step up in big moments. Just I, I don't see. We we've seen it this time and time again. I'm not knocking this man. Let me say that this man had 70 points last night. That's impressive. But Devin Booker had 70 before on the seas, and the seas went on to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, get bounced by the. The Cavs, we all know what happened, but yeah, but you know, as impressive as it is, it's still, it's still the regular season. The man had a hot night, but so you, you know, just so are you saying this is like a this is just the same thing that's happening in Utah, where like he goes off in the regular yeah, season, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. playoffs. The, the, no. Cavs, the Cavs are gonna finish in a four no five team your heart. That in the first round. No, they're they're gonna be a second round team. Team, they could be anybody not named Celtics in Milwaukee. I could Please, see, but my. My my only thing about the – give me one second, Mark. My only thing about the Cavs is when you – like, when they play a team, let's say seven straight games, you know everybody's tendencies. You know what you know what the quick hitters are. You know who's really going to have the rock in their hands most of the time. You know that he's going to get limited in, in those games. And it's going to be up to – are you really going to trust Seti Osman? And- oh, I, I trust Darius Garland, though. I think that's the beauty of this team. Unlike when he was in Utah and he had to – score 50 while Jamal Murray on the other end scoring 50 and no defense getting played. I think he got a, other teammates who could really put the ball in the basket now. I think that's the difference with D. Mitch in Cleveland and D. Mitch in Utah. He don't. And, I mean, shit, his rookie year, he got Westbrook and Paul George the fuck up out of here. Like, D. Mitch is that guy. <laughs> like, it's not – this isn't some fringe all-star player who's okay. Like, Donovan Mitchell – will beat you by himself. He is capable of doing that offensively. Um, and I, I think the Cavs can get anybody who's not named the Celtics or the Bucks out of here. They can get anybody. I don't know if they beat Brooklyn, but if they did, I'd be like, okay, 
I could see that happening. Um, but, but his his scoring low his scoring lows don't because all right in his last five games he's had twelve points, twenty one points, seventy points, and fifteen points twice. And all and those games where I mentioned that he scored under fifteen points three times, poor shooting nights. That doesn't concern you whatsoever. I don't know, like not even remotely. Why? Because it's regular season. Yeah, and I this dude's averaging almost thirty. Like I'm not gonna. He did creep. He did creep up in the top ten for um, MVP race. Like he's number ten. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, my concerns aren't about him when it comes to the playoffs. It's more about them as a team. I don't know if they have the experience overall. I don't know if they're they've been there enough to compete with to compete with guys. Who I mean, they, they were they were a top four seed for the most of the season last year until the so they, they, they started fucking it up. I the think end. they're the third most. I think they might be the second or third most talented team in the league. Mm. But the difference is they they're all very young. They don't have the Celtics have been there. James Harden been there. KD and Kyrie are certified champions. Like, that's the difference to me with them. They have all the talent in the world, but when it comes to it, I think experience is a big factor. And Darius Garland hasn't been there. What what, did, what were they playing team last year or, or first round exit? They, they lost. They, they lost. They, um, like, like I said, they were like the fourth seed throughout the whole season. Then, um, like the last month of the season, they started fucking up. Yeah. Um, got in the play in, and then they lost. They, they didn't even make the playoffs. They lost. They have. They have pieces, but I think they'll probably be a second round exit. I think this is their year where, you know, they'll they'll build a little bit and then next season with a little bit of experience. All right, let's see what, what we can do. So but Donovan Mitchell, I'm not concerned about. He's not yeah, he's not he's about. not the one. Uh, well only thing I'm gonna like chime in and say is just I definitely wouldn't sleep on the Cavs. Just just to start off, they they've beaten us. I'm pretty sure we faced them twice so far and they beat us both of the times we played them. Um the Cavaliers to me, every time I watch them, I would say that they're I, honestly, I'm, I'm going to just stay it flat out. I would be more scared of facing them than I would be scared of facing the Nets. I feel like Stop they it. actually know for sure, bro. I, wa- I watched those two games that they beat us, bro. And like that, it was those were good ass games, like very, like probably some of the best games that I've seen all year. But the Cavs are, are scary good. They're, the Cavs are deep. The Cavs are multiple players that could kill you. I wouldn't sleep on them at all. I, what I will say is this: obviously, like when it comes to Donovan Mitchell scoring seventy-one and shit, like yeah, he he. Everybody knows he can score and stuff, but no, he's not scoring seventy-one in the playoffs, of course. So, and I think he has been a little inconsistent because I am looking at um, what Jensen mentioned, and yeah, like, there's a couple twelves, fifteen, just I don't know. He's all over the place this season. I don't but think that's he is weird. Twenty-nine a game. It, it yeah. it's. I don't know. I it's it's not weird. It's concerning. No, it, not it, at it all. Is, it's a little concerning. <laughs> I feel like that's regular it, when you're on a team with other players who could hoop. Like, there are going to be nights where it's not your night or you might – one, you might not have it. Two, other players might just have it going. Like, when you're on a roster that's talented, I don't – I'm not worried about that. Especially the way they play, the way they share the ball, the amount of ball movement they have, like that. That doesn't concern me at all. I would be concerned if he's having those nights and they're losing. The, the thing that's going to hurt them in the future, though, when it comes down to it, um, I mean, not a lot of people know this, but, like, 
Donovan Mitchell is one of the least clutch NBA stars in the league. That's are you looking that up too? My I'm looking this is what I'm looking up right now. Oh, uh, I've I've been hip to it. I've I've seen like the compilation videos. This man <laughs> will miss when it comes down to it. He will miss this shot. And if you notice, when it comes down to it, people don't give him the last shot anymore because he's missed so many times. And if that is your guy, I don't know. Obviously, Darius Garland's a baller. You feel me? And like you, they got other pieces. They got like niggas like Karis LeVert and shit. They got. I mean, Kevin Love's solid. Um, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, but there's no one who's really a closer. And at the end of the day, when you're playing in the playoffs, you're going to need closers like that. And if Mitchell can't step up and be a closer, because at the end of the day, it's going they're only going to go as far as he takes them because he is still their leader. You know what I mean? And I they are right a great team overall. They're one of the deepest teams in the NBA. I would say they're top five deepest teams in the NBA for me. Yeah. And I like them a lot. Um, I would say they're on my to watch list for sure um i do i would expect i would expect the celtics to beat him in a seven game series but i'm also a homer you know what i mean if i can live in massachusetts and shit but i would say i wouldn't want to see him in the playoffs you feel me like i would say of all teams in the east they're the last team that i want to see in the playoffs yo this is crazy right here i don't i don't have it for, for this particular season so far um but this is donovan mitchell's stats in the clutch last year and the year before. So in the clutch, we're talking um, under four minutes, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, and then going to overtime. Two years ago, 37% field goal, 25% from three, 76% um, free throw. Yeah, he's never, he's, he's, he's <laughs> never, he's never shot over 40, 42% from the field. That's or, not or 33% from the field in the clutch, in the clutch, in the clutch. Yeah, that's that's not weird. The free throw thing is a little you, 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 Josh, this is two Josh, this was two years ago. Last year, 37% field goal percentage, 22% three-point, 53% from the free throw line. Yeah. He's got cold feet. He's not cold blooded. Yeah. You feel me? That's not good. That's um not good. but with that with that being said. Cavaliers course. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want no parts of anything Cavs related in the playoffs if I can afford it. I don't give a fuck. I feel you. I, I don't want to see them. No, I, 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 I hear you. I think I don't think they're a deep team offensively. I think defensively, yeah. you know, the guys like Allen and Mobley, like they're. I'm just seeing Al get pushed around tonight by a bunch of 21 year olds. Mm. You know what I mean? And Williams still isn't 100. percent and other than that, you know, Gallinari would have been good to stretch the floor, but we have no Garrett. Will, Grant Williams is an undersized big, you know. So, like like you said, it's definitely con it's concerning for the Celtics. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you were basically touching on, we don't do good with um big teams in general. Like any team that has size, like shit, the Magic were giving us trouble. Like that's just like that's uh, that's our kryptonite because we play small ball like Celtics love playing small ball we love shooting the three and that's that's kind of what ends up fucking you over teams like the Cavs teams like the Magic teams that have size teams like the Nuggets you know what I mean like things like that those are those are things that the Celtics have to work on in order to get to that next point and win the championship yeah for sure for sure but shout out to him 71 crazy is not that's tough yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Uh, but I, I will say, la lastly, I, I do want to say this, though. Like, obviously speaking, I just don't think that it's as impressive to me as Kobe's was because 
just the offensive rules, everything that's changed, and just the facts. I just don't think there's an emphasis on defense as much in the NBA. I feel like I don't think he would have done this in Kobe's era. And that's just me speaking from the heart right there. But yeah. I don't think he would have done this three years ago or a year ago. Say that again? I don't, I like, I'm, I'm just, there's no reason why there should be five to, what is there, seven players right now averaging 30 plus in the league? Yeah. Defense is gone. Defense is It dead. just goes, you know what I mean? It's, it's really like a, it's, I'm looking at all these, all these box scores and it's like this person at 30, like, Braun doing it at, at whatever age he's doing it, regardless. You know, Braun's in his own category. Luca's been, you can say Luca and Steph, you know, they've been doing this. KD's been doing this. But, like, I'm just seeing some of these guys who are putting up 30 or even, like, these role players having 28-point nights, like 25-point nights. I'm just like, where is the defense at the end of the day? And I think it just goes to the league is is so young now. So, you know, um, everything really changes a lot talented. more. Like, yeah. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's a lot of people, but. The league is also very, very talented um, as well. Yeah. Like, that's, We're talking that's about this the other day, like, one-on-one, -on -one, you, you're not allowed – the rules don't allow you to play defense one-on-one -on -one in the NBA. Like, what are you really going to do with a guy who's as quick as Donovan Mitchell can shoot it from 30 feet behind the arc, you know what I mean, will dunk on you? How many players does that describe right there? Like, that's mad niggas. And you can't touch them? You can't touch them. Like, you can't – like, teams are having to resort to playing zone because in, in large – offenses are better, zone. too. Like, the uh, team offenses are getting more creative. And I was I was watching a, a 2006 game not that long ago. I was watching a Heat and a Cavaliers game, and I was watching LeBron and D-Wade go at it. I was watching the offense itself. I was like, wow, this is archaic. Like, this looks like – dinosaurs could have come up with this <laughs> like <laughs> watch teams now there's so much ball movement and player movement and so much action it's like i think that's a large part why the celtics are so successful because we have the personnel to do a lot of switching and guys who can guard multiple positions and stuff like that most teams just aren't built like that and with the level of physicality today and the lack thereof there's just going to be guys putting up a ton of points because you aren't really allowed to allowed to play defense down there so it, i don't know how i feel about it i'm not i'm not necessarily a fan but it is what it is what, what are we gonna do yeah i, I want to chime in on this too there's something um like isaiah thomas mentioned when i was watching nba tv um back in the day when he was playing he said the main focus of the league was to promote the dunk now that the three-point pointer is kind of like the main focus on everybody, the NBA has been promoting the three. And as you promote the three, what are you going to get? You're going to get more points. You know what I mean? Everybody can shoot in the league. Everybody can shoot. We have not had this many shooters. And, of course, there's going to be higher three-point percentages, higher scores, all this and that. But defense, like Josh was mentioning, you can't really play defense like you could back in the days and that's why we're seeing like obviously i think luke is an amazing player i think he's generational i think he's going to go down as one of the top 10 greatest but when it comes down to it yeah this man just had a stat line of 60 21 and 10 that's never been done before there's a reason why that's never been done before you know what i mean like it's they they want records to be broken right now. The NBA is aiming for that. It's, it is entertainment at the end of the day. And it's just one of those things that I've just been keeping an eye on because left and right, every this season, I've been seeing it from a lot of fans. They're saying, oh, this is the best season ever. This is happening. That's happening. Records are getting broken. LeBron's about to pass Kareem. It's just, I don't know. Every year, a, every year we've been saying that. 
this yeah, season. Every this year, it's just they won't stop. Offense is just booming. But what I would like to see from the league in general, let's try to support and, like, gain up some more defensive players because you're not seeing as many defensive specialists on teams anymore. You're not seeing a lot of defensive specialists even get as much minutes as they used to. And I think that's part of the reason why all these scores are running up so high People are having the like freaking 140 at the end of games and stuff. Because you you rarely see someone be, what, 95, 90 at the end of the scoreboard anymore. It just doesn't happen anymore. And it's just, it's crazy shit, for sure. Yeah, those those defensive specialists you mentioned, like two guys that immediately come to my mind are like James Posey, Trevor Reza. You know what I mean? Like uh, Iman Shumpert, guys that are really just there to stick, like, their, their role is, you know, they might give you six points, but they're, they're going to be on your best player. But, um, yeah, I think the league, like you said, you know, it's entertainment. The league's moving in a different place. But would definitely love to get back to some uh, – and I, I so, uh, let's just look at the All-Star game. You know what I mean? The all, the, there's no defense played in the All-Star game until the last <laughs> five minutes of the game maybe. It's, yeah. it's tough to watch. I really don't even watch the All-Star game until the fourth quarter. But, um, yeah, I, I really do hope the league – just because they did away with the circle swipe. I think Josh was speaking on that a little bit. Uh, you remember 2016, 2017, anytime James Harden had somebody engaged, went through his hands up, it's a foul. So they did away with that. And then you kind of saw for a little bit, James struggled the ball in the basket a little bit. But I do think they're definitely trying to make strides to make it a little even playing field. But even then you can you can agree that you can say, well, you can say that some guys get more calls, those vet calls go to the line. That helps their averages and everything. So. A lot goes into it. Exactly. And, and the, oh, yeah, one more thing I want to add, too. Guys are traveling like crazy now. Like, guys are allowed to travel, carry, do this and that. Like, of course, Yo, that's going to bring up the scores, you know? Uh, I, I know y'all never seen him, too. The fucking, um, the snitch. What's his name, Marvin? Yeah, the travel snitch. The dude on Twitter. Who's oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's like, it's like. Devin uh, the lad. Yes, like yes, Jensen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin the lad. He's yo, his shit's fucking hilarious. But he called out Jalen Brown the other day, bro. That shit was fucking hilarious. Jalen was bad though. Jalen was pretty bad. Yeah, it was bad. A couple, a couple. Of, I watched live too, and I was like, wait, did he just travel? You, you saw like, what he said though. He said it himself. He was like, oh, I, I, it's my bad. It's true. I'm doing it, but everybody else does it in the league. I just want some consistency, and it's true. You can find footage on everybody. Lord knows Jordan Poole will be doing it every time he goes up. You know what I mean? It's just it's just a thing. Even back when oh, Isaiah Giannis. Thomas was dominant. Oh, yeah. Oh, probably. I know Giannis be traveling. Are you kidding me? But oh, oh, all the from, – from LeBron era and on, all the greats be traveling. LeBron used to do it and all that. You know what I mean? It's a thing. It's a whole thing. Fuck Giannis. That's all I want to say. All right, moving on. It's actually my favorite thing because I'm really interested to hear what Josh is about to say. Um, who would you rather? I'm just gonna read off the stats here as well. Um, but um, who would you guys rather have in the clutch? Um, we're talking about we're talking a lot about clutch moments here today. But um, is Luka Doncic or Steph Curry? I'm just gonna read off some. I'm gonna read off just um, um, the season stats and then I'll get into the like the clutch stuff. Um, but for the regular season this year, uh, Steph Curry. 30 points, uh, shooting, shooting 50%. Again, I don't know how he shoots. He shoots crazy shots, but he's always shooting, like, high field goal percentages. Um, six rebounds, seven assists. Um, Luka Doncic, 34 points. He's also shooting 50%, actually. Um, but shooting 35% from three. Um, nine rebounds and nine assists. 
Uh, I'll start off with you, Josh. You know my answer. I say really <laughs> for me. That's it. What he said? Anybody not named Wardell with a, anything jump shot related? The answer is Wardell. Like, it's, I mean, one guy shoots, what, 74% from the free throw line? So, all right. Let's say he gets fouled. It's kind of crazy watching Luca play because he'll hit the most, he'll miss a regular ass shot. Get the rebound, turn around, fade away, falling out of bounds, and make that. It is quite honestly annoying, but nonetheless, I'm giving Steph the ball to me. If I need one play, Steph's a. I don't want to say Steph's a better decision maker, but because he's really not. They're both kind of. They both kind of do dumb shit all the time. Um, but I think Steph's gravity, I think, opens up things a little bit more and he he's just a little bit better he puts a little bit he puts a different type of pressure on your defense being able to really hit from 35 like that like it's you you Luca Luca does a good bit of putting pressure on your defense with the double teams he gets but he doesn't get him like Steph also he doesn't play off the ball as well as Steph which is a whole different uh, type of pressure that gets put on your on your defense, but um, I think Steph's just a better player, so I'm giving Steph the ball if it's between those two. But I mean, I think he checks. Yeah, just reading off some stats too. here too. Um, just in the clutch, um, we're talking about like like shots that I, that shots they take, um, that elevates and impacts on winning probability. Um, Steph Curry's at forty seven percent. Um, while Luca, actually, other way around, Luca is at forty nine percent. Steph Curry is at forty seven percent. That's a little bit interesting, right there. I, I say that's not surprising. Um, I think Luca's been incredibly clutch. Um, I've witnessed Luca make some clutch shots. I've I've witnessed Curry make some clutch shots. I would say, um, if we're talking about all time, of course, I'm gonna get Steph. I feel like, yeah, you want the best shooter in the world, the best shooter ever exists to shoot when it comes down to a clutch situation. Um, at this very moment, Ooh. I would think, I don't know, like, I think Luca is a great pick for anybody that's choosing Luca. I can't say that I would, like, go with Luca myself. I would say um, I I can see why people would pick Luca. I don't think it's crazy to pick Luca over stuff. I think Luca would be... I don't know. I, I feel like Luca, depending on the situation, would be better than Steph. Okay. I don't want I don't want to cut you off there. I just I just want I just want to make sure we're all, we're all on the same page because I know Josh was talking about jump shots and stuff. I'm talking about like I'm not talking about like let go get me a game winning shot. I'm talking about like in yeah. the clutch, like under under three minutes. Let let's con, let's con, take control of this game and let and let's go home. I'm, I'm I'm not just talking about like just one jump shot at the at with like five seconds left or clutch or like game winners. I'm talking about overall just clutchness. I mean, yeah. sure. Let's say that's a that's we're just talking who you want on the court in that situation. Steph Curry's getting double teamed without the ball in the like, not even in the clutch, just regularly. I remember watching. Uh, <laughs> I was watching old, old finals games not that long ago. I was watching the uh, 2016. I think it was the first year Katie was there, and they'd be running a fast break. And you just see, you just watch KD with the ball running on the court, 
and two guys who would just run to Steph at the three-point line. Was that in the finals? Wasn't that J.R. Yeah. Smith? This was it was like a few plays. KD would just run down the middle and dunk. Like dudes are not letting Steph shoot a three. <laughs> like it's just a different type of you gotta like Steph changes your entire perception of how you play defense when he's on the court. Luke is great, but like I said, like uh, I think you have a better chance stopping him from impacting the game than you do Steph because Steph literally doesn't need the ball to do it. But I, I think that's the thing, like, when it comes to the situations, though. Like, if I needed an ISO situation, I feel like Luca would be the better choice in the, that situation because when it comes to ISO, every single type of Luca buzzer beater you see, he's draining down the clock. He's dribbling in between his legs. He, like, literally goes, like, towards the left wing. He does a step back. He shoots a three. I've seen him do this, like, four or five times, like, live on TV. I've seen him do it to the Celtics, I think, twice. But, like... It's, it's one of those things, like, I don't know, um, I don't know, when I think of Curry in those situations, immediately I think of, um, it sucks, but I think of him going on Kevin Love, hitting him with every single move that he has in his bag, and still, like, not really getting anywhere. And I feel like Luka being 6'6", Luka having so much size and everything, when it comes to an ISO situation, there's just, like, more that he can do. But, yeah, when it comes to drawing up a straight-up play, if I'm trying to just get Steph open, send a bunch of screens, just have him shoot, like, a three to like for the game or a three to send us to overtime, yeah, I'm going to go Steph. But if I'm just saying, yo, get the fuck out of the way, I'm giving it to Luka. You know what I'm saying? I'm still yeah, giving it to Steph. You really answer the question. I don't care. <laughs> I'm still giving the ball to Steph, regardless. Like, there's yeah, just not... To me, I, I don't like the Kevin Love example because that's one play. I know, I know, I know that play too. Series, like, they're they're equally, play. <laughs> equally lethal, like like one on one. I think Luca's definitely bigger, and that's a huge advantage. Yeah, definitely. Uh, wow, no, I, I really like this question because uh, I do see both sides, and. You know, at first, I, I thought we were speaking on, you know, one simple shot, and I was going to say Luca, but, you know, given the context that I have now, I will have to go with Steph Curry just because I've, I've seen it over the years. And not even over the years, I just think back to the finals. I think it was maybe game, game four, game five, whichever game it was. Just the way that Steph dominated that game in the last five minutes of the game and really just ripped the heart out of, like, everybody's soul. You know what I mean? in the finals just he's so dominant you know he can hit you from the three but he can really get to the line and he's he like like you said he gets doubled all the time drawing all that attention he's able to find those open guys and make plays and Luca for the most part you know you can I've seen Luca do that in the stretch so that that's what's really hard for me um but like I said if I have to go with one shot last shot give me Luka Doncic but if you want somebody to go take over a game in the clutch, I want Steph Curry because I know what Steph can do and how Steph can really impact the game. Just like I said, from shooting the ball, handling the ball, and really just putting – I don't think Luka put the, puts the fear in other people that Steph Curry can. You know, the babyface assassin, all that being said. You know, you've seen – you've really seen Steph do some magical shit where it's just like, yo, how can – how is this little light-skinned boy doing this, bro? This is crazy. But even Luca, at the same token, it's just like, I think Luca. I think the only reason why Luca, it, it really looks natural for him because he's been on this stage since he was 13 playing pro ball overseas. And I don't think that gets taken into account enough. Is like, 
Lucas played against a lot of retired NBA guys. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he's he's used to doing this. He's used to having those big bodies on him, double team. So that's why him pulling up for that one footer looks like, why is it so effortless? But with Steph, it's like, you understand the trials and tribulations, what he's been through to get to himself here. But it does need to be said too, this man did have two of arguably the best shooters on his team when they went on a, a long run too. So that really did help his case. You know what I mean? Like being able to set those guys up and make it look so effortless and so easy because you're not helping off of Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant at the end of the day. So, but I'll help off Spencer Dinwiddie all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> for sure, for sure. Just real before I get into my two cents, yo, OKC put up 150 points in regulation. That is fucking crazy. Wow. 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 This is healthy for the Celtics. I promise you. This is this is healthy <laughs> for the Celtics. They need this humbling before I the All-Star so. break. I hope so. <laughs> Holy shit. But yeah, talking about Luca. I think with Luca, I think Jensen hit it on a little bit. I think with Luca, I, I feel like I I because Luca just goes at it as at his own pace. I feel like no matter what, one like Marv said, one one on one situation. I feel like no matter what, um you you can't really stop Luca. You can just hope that he misses his shot. Yeah, because I feel like no matter what he's got, he's he is 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 like a, I can't believe I say this too because a couple weeks ago I disagreed. Is is he, he's like that 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 Paul Pierce type? He's like yo, let me just get to my spot. Let me just get to my spot and get the shot off. And for Luca, that's that's usually on on the left on the left side, step back three or um that little. Uh, free throw line shit but i feel like no matter what you can't stop that because i've seen a lot of luca shots um, in, in the clutch i've seen it i've seen him um i've seen him get, get to his spot and just miss i haven't seen him really struggle to get to his spot i i disagree with that from this only because when I, when they played the Celtics a few weeks ago he struggled a little bit he struggled pretty significantly with the length of the Celtics. I think that's the one thing that bothers him, like, noticeably. Because he's either – he does play at his own pace, and then even besides that, he's either too big for you or just a little bit too quick. That doesn't really apply to Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, hell, Marcus Smart, even to some extent. I think that's where and, – and those are three great defenders. That's how good Luka is. Like, we're talking three of the best on-ball defenders in the league. Um, but he noticed he he definitely struggles with guys that he can't just get a clean shot over. I've noticed that a lot. Um, and I, I started noticing this a year ago, maybe yeah, a year ago. They were playing the Suns, I think, and he was killing them. But I noticed he kept trying to get Mikael Bridges off him because he didn't want Mikael Bridges guarding him because Mikael Bridges is really long, he's really athletic. Like, you can't – that's not a guy you're just going to launch, get to where you need to go and launch a shot over and is going to go in. So I think that's that's the one thing that does bother him a little bit, those guys who have the quickness to stay in front of him and the physical frame to really contest because most most of his matchups aren't really capable of doing that. You know what I mean? I think Josh, made, yeah. I think Josh makes a great point with yeah. that. Just it, it got me thinking – Steph Curry, you know, he's obviously he's lethal from anywhere on the court, but you're probably going to run through a million screens in those last couple of minutes 
And with Luca, it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be a slower pace. It's going to be a lot more iso ball. So that's easier on the defender. And I feel like guys like, like you said, guys like Luca, guys like Steph, you have to put those guys in those scenarios. You know what I mean? To make them uncomfortable, to kind of work them defensively, to kind of take away from their offensive game. And, you know, Luca is slower footed. So I do think that does help Steph out in this conversation too, because Steph can really affect the game. I think this was said earlier, off ball. You know, Steph can really just move around and really impact the game. And you don't really see Luca doing that just because Luca is so ball dominant. Yeah, Steph can get people open off just running off screens. Like um, he's running off for one screen, the other defenders thinking, "Oh, let me, I gotta jump the screen." Now, now his flipping screens, man, exactly. Yeah, Looney and Wiggs get crazy after points off that. <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoy that conversation. We, we should definitely get back into that, especially when when um Steph Curry gets, gets back on the on the court and all healthy, healthier stuff. Is he supposed to come back before All Star break? Oh no, bro. They keep winning. I don't think they need to, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're, they're on a tear right now. They're on a five-game winning streak right now, right? Yeah, I think I think it's better for like somebody like Poole and somebody, like, especially a guy like Clay, to get his confidence back. Having fifty-two last night. Yeah, he's killing you it. You need that. You need that. Wait, Clay has fifty-two last night. Comes back, yeah, you Clay, know, know that Clay went off. I missed it. Damn. Clay, Clay torched it. I'm pretty sure they didn't get a game winner. Like it was. A... Yeah, he did. he did. Oh, I see. I see. No, yeah. I, I see. Kevin Looney had the game. Kevin Looney had the game. Yeah, game. Looney had the game. Yes. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't know Clay went fucking. Apparently, we're lowballing. He had fifty-four. This is crazy. Fifty-four. Yeah, fifty-four. Yeah, about to go yeah, watch those highlights. First quarter points. Yeah, now he's back. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. I. Nah, yeah, I'm not I'm surprised, surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised either. Because Steph's not playing, so obviously. Man, niggas better let niggas rock. Like, I think Ben Simmons is gonna be better as the season goes on too. Like, let these guys. He already, he already is better. Better. Than yeah, him. yeah, he's been doing good. Like not like not great or anything, but he's been not doing like good all star them. level. But yeah, like that's one team. I'm, I'm like, like that's why. Would that would that get into this next week? But like that's why I disagree with you about Marvin about the Cavs being scarier than than the um than the Nets. Like, oh, now we could talk about it. I'll, I'll talk about the Cavs. Like, I can I can bring a list a list of fears. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. Well, I think it's time to wrap it up, guys. Um, thank you all. Appreciate y'all, Jensen. Again, man, thank you for being on here. Thank you guys for having me. Up with us. Um, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to give out? Plug in. Um, don't sleep. Don't sleep, Malakis. <laughs> oh God, that's a bold claim. I can never sleep on Braun. Let AD get healthy. I'm snoring, bro. Says every- <laughs> we say that every year. Let AD get healthy. Not by that. I kind of agree with him. Don't sleep. Like I, th- I still think they're doing the stuff, Curry. So I, our people can't see it, but I'm doing it. I'm sleeping on him. And my my last hot take before we hop off is: it's time to blow it up in Chicago. Let let Demar go somewhere where he has ready. Go. Free my niggas. I like that take. That's crazy though. Wow. Free Demar, bro. Free Demar. At 25, it needs to be going somewhere else per game, man. Because yeah. Zoe's not coming back. Wow. But that's well, another conversation, fellas. Send Zach to uh, Dallas. Send Zach to Dallas for me. I need I that. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Ooh, we'll definitely get into that shit. All right, fellas. Another great episode. Thank y'all. You know, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for hating. Um, tell your mommy, to Marvin, what are you doing? Tell your mother, tell your aunties, um, tell your grandmas, and all that good stuff. Subscribe. Thank you guys once again. Sir, sure. peace.
Peace.